Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome back to Class X. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brent Wingay. <laughs> so what is Class X, you ask? Class X is the crash course on comic history that helps you look like you know what you're saying when you're talking about the latest superhero issues, TVs, and movies. So for this issue, we're asking the question, who is U.S. Agent? Actor Wyatt Russell is portraying the hot-headed antagonist in Disney Plus's Falcon and Winter Soldier, premiering this Friday. Before we all start creating memes and earworms like, it was Agent all along, let's have a discussion on who the character is and why he exists. Homo Superior read a bunch of back issues, including Captain America, Avengers West Coast, the first U.S. Agent miniseries, and the start of his 2020-2021 miniseries to answer this question. So before we get into it, I want to ask all of y'all, describe U.S. Agent in one word. Ryan, go ahead. I'll go, I'll go first. I'll call it military dad. That's hyphen. That's two words. Hyphen. Okay, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Brent. Uh, if he gets two words, I'm going to get two. Psychotic wannabe. I'm just going to say meaty. In as many different ways as it could be. <laughs> All right. All right. Since y'all did, uh, since uh, Brent and Ryan did two words, I'll do two words as well. I'll say perfume imposter. Hmm. Mm. So, all right. Mm, indeed. Uh, all right. So we're going to go into uh, his early appearances in Captain America in the late 80s. So John Walker. Yes, that's his real name. And yes, his alias is Jack Daniels. He's introduced in 1986 in Captain America number 323 by Mark Grunewald and Paul Neary. Here he goes by the media-trained uh, 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 codenamed Super Patriot, and he portrays a macho Stallone slash Schwarzenegger-esque alternative to old fogey Steve Rogers. He kind of hangs out in the role for a few issues, and Rogers decides to give up the role of Captain America, and in issue number 333, after extreme vetting, John Walker is given the official costume, shield, and title of Captain America. Rogers decides to go by the moniker The Captain while wearing a black, white, and red version of the original Captain America uniform. And in the interim, Walker's parents are murdered in front of him, and he burns some folks alive. In issue number 350, Rogers and Walker are tricked into fighting by the Red Skull, and Rogers retakes the Captain America mantle. mantle excuse me. Uh, the U.S. government uh, fakes Walker's death, and he uses Rogers' black, white, and red costume to become U.S. agent. And if you think that name's ridiculous, DC has a Batman villain named KG Beast. So let's get into a little discussion. I've got a few questions for y'all. One, does John Walker work as a jingoistic take on Captain America? Brent. I want to just say, so we read certain selections of his history. We didn't read the actual issues where he uh, was fighting some of his other superpowered friends who were named Left and White Ringer. And after beating them up, was trying to scare them a little bit by uh, uh, holding fire near next to them and an oil drum, an oil drum. And then the oil drum catches on fire and they both burn alive. I want to say Florida <laughs> rules apply here when he's feeling bad. Like as a character, that is such a Florida move that it makes me think like, isn't this more Captain America than Captain America? Like it's like Captain America in practice and awful reality. 
than uh, it, than the idealistic version of it. Kalen? Um, I only have two words for you, Brent. You're welcome. There's a reason why we didn't read more of these issues. They're not very good. We just wanted to give uh, folks who hadn't read this stuff before a flavor of who he is. I think if you had read the entirety of his run as Super Patriot and then as Captain America, um, you'd probably go on a killing spree. <laughs> um, Ryan. Uh, and not to tap in just because you said Florida, but here I am. Um, if you say it three times, I appear. And I think he would have probably been naked wrestling some uh, terrible Marvel villain called the Alice Shader or something. You know what I mean? Like something like that. I feel like is probably what he would have been. Early. So I think he was from a different region. I think he was from the good old country of like, just like in the middle, middle America is what. He's from Georgia. Is the He's from Georgia. He's from Georgia. God, yeah, but he like he went to Oklahoma theory? and liked it. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Any, anyways, right, I was uh, looking on the I'm looking on the, on the Wikipedia and what like, why Grunewald created him, and it was basically like the the title wasn't selling well, and I will talk about it the next question or next couple of questions, anyways. But the title wasn't selling well, and people wanted a Captain America that had guns. Like they were tired of a Captain America that was so you would expect exactly what he was going to do at any point in time. So you and when you think America, you do think guns more than you think of just people using their fists for things. So it kind of works in a horrible way. And I don't know, obviously nationalism is on the rise like crazy. I don't know if you said jingoist. I don't know if that is the exact right word for it, because that seems a lot more like violently attacking foreigners. But it's on its way there. Kalen? I, I definitely think uh, that sort of like 80s mindset, like with Ronald Reagan being in the White House, mm -hmm. you know, calling the Soviet Union the evil empire, like the sort of like very us versus them, good versus evil, that kind of fit in with a more militant Captain America. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this before on podcasts too. Uh, when Mark Millar wrote Captain America in the Ultimates, I think he was basically writing John Walker as Steve Rogers, because there's that like, famous like ridiculous panel where he goes do you think this a stands for france and i'm like that's not something steve rogers would say that's definitely something that john john walker would say right Kalen, if i if i can add on to that i i would agree with you completely because it's it's like all of captain america's failed dialogue immediately went to u.s agent so anything that like was too like a perceived American just immediately went to US agent and just like they, they were trying so hard to create someone like that, that they've created such a monster <laughs> within it because Captain America stands for something so much better and like ideals and like uh, representing people. And it's just like that one track mind of like, if uh, uh, American just went, fully like it, into something and became a monster basically clark yeah i feel like john walker represents what america is and captain america represents what it should be like yeah he is captain america john walker is i mean america right now especially america the last four years um and it's yeah this is what america is more than way more than it should be yeah, it's, I really like the way you put that. It's just, it's like, uh, 
uh, Steve Rogers' aspiration and John Walker's reality. So um, this was the first time, you know, this happening in the 80s, the first time a mainstream hero was replaced by a more extreme version of themselves. Um, it happened much more in the 90s with like, like for example, Batman getting replaced by Azrael, uh, Wonder Woman, Diana getting replaced by Artemis. Um, you know, how does it, you know, how does the experiment fare in the comic itself? And how do you think it informs uh, all the future similar replacements? Was that word too, too snobby for you, Myriad, that I wrote? Uh, I liked it, but I was thinking of it's a not, different word. It's not your voice. It's not your voice. Anyways, um, I, the, the other thing I was going to say, um, Grunewald wanted to do it because he wanted to do like a more aggressive version because, you know, I just mentioned the whole guns angle. But Iron Man and Thor had been replaced in the, the two years previous. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Beta Red Bale had taken over for Thor for all of two issues. But um, so, but now he wanted to go a much more aggressive route than, you know, Beta Ray Bill showing up for a minute or James Rhodes showing up in Iron Man and, you know, being Iron Man, but not to the nth degree like we have here. But um, let's see, it, it, it seemed to work well enough that people really liked U.S. Agent and he's continued on to this day and hasn't like become a C-list character, D-list character like most of the other versions of Captain America or her or his, you know, helper monkeys. I, I, I think this would be a very outdated version of what U.S. Agent would be now. Because uh, if you go through the years, obviously, he did very problematic stuff, <laughs> racist stuff, sexist stuff. Like, uh, there, you could go down the list. And I'm just talking about West Coast Avengers, which I loved back in the day. But he did basically all of that shit in all, like, in most issues. But I think the idea of him is cool, in the way that it's like someone ju that's just uh, very military based and is trying to do something different with the Avengers because they kind of fly off the cuff sometimes. I mean, obviously we have like Wanda and like other people that are just literally out of control and he's trying to reel it back a little bit. But <laughs> but it, the execution uh, in the early years is just tough, <laughs> I think, personally. Kalen. Um, I keep thinking back to um, New Coke uh, back in the early 80s. Um, Mar uh, Marvel. Coca-Cola introduced um, New Coke. <laughs> because, Marvel's Coke. Uh, Mar Marvel's Coke. Uh, they introduced New Coke because in taste tests, um, consumers prefer the taste of Pepsi because it was sweeter. You know, it didn't have that same bite as Coke. And uh, there is, there are like, uh, you know, um, urban legends that like, uh, Coke just did this just as a marketing ploy, um, for a little while. And then they brought back Coke classic because everybody missed the original taste of Coke. It's like, yeah, they may have like kept you a little bit more, but they gravitated towards Coke because they liked that flavor. Uh, and so I wonder if Grunewald did that. Um, I haven't done the research like Clark has, but I certainly know that Denny O'Neill and other writers uh, over at DC Comics and not for Batman because they wanted to, you know, well, they introduced this character of Azrael and then, you know, they Bane broke Batman's back, Azrael take, takes over and they wanted, uh, they, they wanted to, to, to give the readers what they said they wanted. They wanted like a much more, you know, extreme, like Wolverine-esque, like Punisher-esque 
type of a Batman that actually used guns and killed and, you know, uh, uh, was much more hardcore than Bruce Wayne. And then everybody got really sick of it very, very quickly. Like it was, but it was all planned out. And so clearly this was planned out as well. And I got to believe that um, the, the DC editorial team looked at what Grunewald did and used it as a blueprint. So let's move on. Um, you know, and Ryan, you kind of mentioned this, you know, it was a little rough in the early years. Uh, you know, I read some of those Captain America issues as they were coming out, but, um, you know, going back, it's not the best of comics in the late eighties, like bo both the story and the art, but I do respect, uh, the overarching plot, but I want to ask y'all, what do you think of Grunewald's take on John Walker as Captain America? And do you believe that the character shows growth over the 20 some odd issues that he's in the regular series? I, I think so a little bit, but it's, um, it's growth in a way that I'm like, you're not learning anything. You're like forced to learn this in the way that like, terrible racist learned that like I can't say these certain things <laughs> that's sort of the vibe that I get off of him just uh oh you're forcing me to learn this lesson so I guess I'm gonna learn it is sort of the vibe that I get for earlier appearances I think he improves as a character and the writers sort of get a different vibe on him later but yeah nah, not a fan Brent when when do when is he racist in this part? I don't want to name it. <laughs> name it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't remember seeing him being racist, just what? being kind of an asshole. I mean, like, just chauvin. And maybe not racist is the right term, but like, well, racist is important because in this series that's upcoming, I'm assuming race is going to be incredibly important. That's why I asked. Yeah. So I'm jumping ahead. So I, I apologize for that. That's what I was talking about earlier. But yeah, um, I, he's just inherently unlikable and unwilling to learn from his mistakes. And so we see that later on. So probably in the 80s sort of West Coast Avengers like era is when I that's actually when I started reading. So like I equate his appearances more in a group setting like that. So you see all the aggressive group setting. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. not great in a group, and yet I only no. want to see him in a group. I I personally like the idea that the story tries to set up with Captain America's perspective. He needs to pull himself away from being a tool of the government, but it really makes it, you know, it is Captain America's storyline, but it becomes entirely Captain America's story. So U.S. agent, I don't think in this kind of earlier period, works really well because his contrast isn't very strongly defined. He's He makes a lot of choices that are very bad, that are ones that Captain America would never make. He, you know, he actually murders people, uh, which is, you know, something Captain America would never do intentionally. And then kind of later, a little bit later on, he has these regrets about it. And it's not clear to me if he's the kind of like, if he's the kind of character that, believes that he should be able to do whatever he wants because he has this position of power, or if he's just kind of a stand-in that's that's a holding pattern to wait for Captain America to come back. Like I wish there was a little bit more, a little bit more psychosis there that made him kind of feel justified in what he was doing. Kaylin? 
Uh, I, I will say, I, I like that you said this is more, it was kind of Steve Rogers' story, but, you know, it was told uh, with him being the outsider. I'm paraphrasing what you're saying. Um, and not a titular character of his own book. But when I was a kid, I'll just say this. Uh, the first time I saw the captain's uniform, I was like, that's so fucking cool. I like him way more than Captain America's oh, costume. Oh, hell yeah. I just, <gasps> I just, you liked him I just, more? I like I it more. I like the costume more. I just did. Because you like an asshole, Clark. That's different. No, I like that costume. Whenever I see, I, I like that costume still a lot more than Captain America's. Uh, the Captain America, uh, the folded over boots, those high knee boots that have like, you know, the, the Patriot. The Buccaneer boots. Yeah. yeah. Pirate boots. Awful. Those, are, those look so ridiculous. It's like, who exploded your bell-bottom jeans here? <laughs> So I have a question, um, and I'm assuming this is going to be very important in the TV show as well. Um, the whole super, super patriot angle that happens in the first issues that we're reading, it's all about him having this like perfect image versus Captain America having shot and killed somebody. And I just want to see like how, how, why is that so important? Why is that used in that issue to, to introduce him? And to show off, you know, obviously he quickly is a monster. But, you know, it's seemingly supposed to be this, like, the perfect captain. I, was gonna I think it's, <laughs> I think it was indicative of what was starting to happen in the mid to late 80s of um, celebrities being much more image conscious because of, like, um, you saw the tabloids, like, kind of grow exponentially uh, shows uh, that were syndicated and on the major networks. Um, celebrity culture, like, I feel just, like, exploded, and this is before the advent of the internet or the creation of social media, and so having some, you know, someone be your public relations manager to, like, say, hey, let's stage a fight this way to make you look much more heroic and, like, provide a contrast to, you know, this old-timer Captain America, like, you're the, the you're, like, you're, you're the hot new thing here, and, you know, you're kicking ass and taking names, uh, I do think it's important, and I'm curious to see how they integrate it into the show uh, and how they can modernize it. I think they can modernize it because of the, some of the stuff I just mentioned, especially with social media, you know, being, in, uh, being an Instagram influencer, uh, and so on and so forth. Brent? There was definitely a feel of how close would they push the character of, you know, U.S. agent or uh, um, Captain America at the time to being like a criticism in the way that the boys as the TV show exists as a criticism of, you know, the status and what it means to be a hero. I'll be very interested to see how much for us agent, they make his constant social media presence um, accessible or if they'll try and have like more standard advertising about this person um, rather than it being generated from that character themselves right uh we'll get into this probably a little bit later but um i really don't want him to become what homelander has become i was gonna talk about like yeah. i i'm the epitome of patriotism i'm the epitome of everything and but i have rage issues and you guys sort of gotta deal with it um, because we see this in the comics that he's in quite often where he's like, I'm the Captain America now. And you're like, okay, we'll calm all the way down. And like, just sort of like, maybe just talk, maybe just chat with people a little bit. 
And but uh, I don't want to see it turn into that because we've literally already seen that in the boys. So I want to I want to revamp on that. So with your point to the modernization of it, I think they have to like pivot a little bit. So he has to be likable a little bit. Homelander is a goddamn monster. So like they need to figure that out. Kaylin, what do you what do you want to say? Well, the fact that you brought you and Brent both brought the boys, I actually think if they take some of the elements of Stormfront without the Nazism of her <laughs> trying to manipulate, trying to manipulate, um, you know, social media and understanding like having you know really rabid fans and what that means, I think if they kind of delve into that, plus you know, adding the fact that like he is now uh, a Captain America that can be controlled by the U.S. government, I. I think there could be an interesting way for them to do it, but um, obviously we'll we'll get more into that when the show premieres. And Clark, all you right, wanted to make get, a point. Let's get into all of that after we talk about other stuff, because that's our final question, you jerks. Okay, now we're going to John Walker as U.S. agent. <laughs> so U.S. agent next appears in John Byrne and Michael McClane's 1989 issue of Avengers West Coast, number 47. Uh, he was forced upon the team by the U.S. government, acting like a complete fucking asshole, pissing off all of his new teammates until they decide that he's their asshole. In 1991, he gets its own four-issue miniseries, which he read all of, once again written by Mark Grunwald. All of West Coast Avengers are unavailable, hosting what are literally fucking orgies. But not John. He doesn't want Hawkeye's present, which is a sex doll lying prone on his bed. Instead, he goes up against the Scourges, Scourge, Village vigilant, a group of vigilantes who kill a bunch of C-list and D-list villains all the damn time. He stops them somewhat, but not really. In Avengers West Coast, he and Hawkeye develop a will-they-won't-they hate-fuck relationship that comes to a head in the aptly numbered Avengers West Coast number 69, written by Roy and Dan Thomas. Walker is let loose by the U.S. government and devoted, devoted, yeah, he's devoted to reserve Avenger. And after beating Hawkeye's ass, he's kicked off the team. But then he gets back in in like five issues. When the team officially disbands, he's invited to join Iron Man's new badass team, Forceworks. And if you think I'm making that up, you clearly haven't read enough early 90s shitty Marvel comics. Questions, folks. How do you reconcile his wildly different characterization in Avengers West Coast and the U.S. Agent miniseries? Because he's not the same at all. Brent. Oh, that's not Brent. That's Kalen. That's Nathan, as I called you before. Who are you? Go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think the, the, the main reason is you've got two different writers. Mark Grunewald, who created the character in Captain America, wrote the miniseries. When he's introduced in Avengers West Coast, uh, as Clark, you mentioned, it's John Byrne. And the issue that we specifically read, number 69, it was Roy and Dan Thomas. And so I, I don't think there was a strong editorial edict of how this guy should be portrayed. And so writers like sort of just developed their own like Rorschach test when it came to him. So, you know, Mark Grunewald clearly like turned him, basically turned him from, you know, uh, a villain to anti-hero to reluctant hero, you know, kind of like showing a little bit of growth, but like other writers, uh, kind of kept him, you know, sort of stuck in amber uh, based on earlier appearances. Brent? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if you intentionally, you meant Rorschach test, you know, referencing Rorschach, but for me, the through line that I kind of felt was this extreme intensity 
and rigidity to doing the work that he kind of has this, you know, attitude about being a superhero as being like a thing you're, you know, you're constantly striving for. So like he, while it doesn't, you know, it's not verbalized that much, the, the, the construction of him wanting to be um, super patriot and then wanting the position of Captain America kind of feels like it fits enough with this later storytelling that he looks down on all the other superheroes for relaxing and having fun and orgies and stuff, um, which I thought was very Rorschach-like. I don't know if anyone has any other any things that they thought about that, right? Okay, so I think the first time U.S. agent ever worked was when he was in a team dynamic, because he's a just a he's just a fucking asshole. Otherwise, like, and putting him up against a team that he can't deal with, and do they all hate him? Of course they do, and that's why he's a. Uh, amazing part of the team because you just want to see those interactions. Um, he is literally one of your friends and every listener will de- deal with it where they're just like, there. you're like, hey, can you calm down? Like he is literally <laughs> one of your friends in your lives right now. US agent is someone that you know, maybe without the racist and sexist stuff, or the weird patriotism, but like he is someone in your life. And like, I I like that aspect of the character where he is just like always tough by the book. And you're like, what book did you read? Like, I love that, that he <laughs> is that person. <laughs> and he is best on a team. One-on-one, I'm like, I am over this. I know you went into a nondescript war because we can't name the war because it's Marvel, so it's like, is it World War II or Vietnam or uh, the Iraq War? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm over that shit. I want to see someone that's just set in their ways like that. See, but okay, he's going up against. Go with you first. No, uh, Clark. Sorry, I'm, go- I'm doing it because you said something. Especially, he's going up against millions of crazy people. Scarlet Witch has gone nuts at the very first issue. He's there. Vision's a freaking machine now again, for real. Uh, Ta- Tigra has gone totally feral and nuts. Um, let's see who else. Um, <laughs> Hank, Hank Pam is just coming off of a complete mental break. So like he's coming and screaming at people who are fucking crazy. He's a dick. And yet, crazy going and in, yet he looks I'm, like the most outrageous yeah. person in the group. Wonder Man's a fucking nut too. <laughs> it's like no one's normal on that team. They're all out of their fucking minds. And that's all I had to say. Kaylin. So uh, I really like that they... Um, made his foil be Hawkeye and well one Ryan I agree with you I think he's better in a team setting because he is that friend it's like why did we invite him again oh he's just friends with somebody and like we need a sixth for brunch and so he's U.S. Asian is that sixth but uh making Hawkeye his foil was great because Hawkeye was the original asshole in the Avengers Mm -hmm. uh when he was introduced like he and Captain America were always like butting heads and it's like You know, Captain America was the guy that was, you know, going by that book. And Hawkeye was like, hey, old man, you know, uh, I've got my bow and arrow and I used to be with a circus. I know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, way cooler than you. Uh, So like kind of creating that like that that dynamic, I think, was was really, really smart. I was rooting for U.S. agent to beat the fuck out of Hawkeye, though. 
Hawkeye was being a little dickish. No, I was like totally Hawkeye. All all the live long. Glad he got totally decimated. I uh, I I like this version of Hawkeye, but it is so funny to me how large they had to make his quiver in order to fit what looked like a number of arrows that you could use to fight someone with. Like they're like, we have to use every single arrow to keep this character interesting. Brent, you need to get out of the mindset of what the MCU did to Hawkeye because Hawkeye in the comics is fucking phenomenal. He's funny. He's quippy. He's resourceful. He's like, like it. And, and then like uh, Jeremy, uh, no. Yeah. But like, he's so terrible. Like it's so boring. And like Hawkeye in the comics is so fucking fun. Oh God. Hell yeah. the, it, I, ugh. It's so the the reason the reason for that is because they gave Hawkeye's original personality to Tony Stark and they couldn't have another Tony Stark type or another like you know sarcastic quippy kind of guy. Uh, I'll say this. I will say this about Avengers West Coast because it reminded me of a tweet I saw a few weeks ago, like talking about the Marvel teams. It's like the Fantastic Four; they're literally a family. The Avengers. They're a bunch of co-workers who kind of like each other. The X-Men, they're a found family who all fuck each other. But so are the Avengers West Coast. Because they are, that's how they're they're differentiated between, like, the East Coast, the original Avengers. The, the regular, like, the East Coast Avengers, they're all very professional. You know, for the most part, they get along. You know, they're, they're, cur- they're, they're, they're courteous to an extent. Avengers West Coast, they're nuts. They're a found family living, like, in, like, this mansion in Malibu or wherever they are. And they're all they're having their orgies and fucking, and so um, Clark, the, the, I think you're. Avengers East was a complete train wreck too. There was some weird fucked up stuff with Cersei yeah. and Crystal and Black Knight. Everyone was a train wreck over there. I think it was just late eighties. Avengers were all freak shows. Yeah, Maybe. they were like, "What Maybe. if this is a soap opera?" Basically, and I like that about it. Yeah. One other Brent. character feature. One other character feature that I do like about U.S. Agent by this point is that it's established that his shield is just low quality, and so he's walking <laughs> around. He went to Bob's Bargain Discount Vibranium Shields because they keep pointing out, like either someone mentions, "Hey, we know that's not a really good shield," or the shield just gets damaged. Ryan, <laughs> and they replaced it like. 45,000 times. Like, the, his shield has been like, it's vibranium hologram. It's it's uh, aluminium badanium. It's from space. It This was pulled out of Captain America's body. These are his bones. Like, like they've done that with everything. I And I appreciate that. <laughs> Kaylin. Um, when Steve Rogers first became the captain, the shield was provided to him by Tony Stark. And so it was like a replacement vibranium shield. I'm wondering who the hell gave U.S. agent his shield? Was it Stain? <laughs> was it Tony Stank? Was it like, you know, some like lesser like industrialist? I don't know. Come on. I don't remember. Give it to Mockingbird. She's better than him. Come on. You know? I love Mockingbird. So between Hawkeye and U.S. agent, which one is the top? And if there's no top, are they just um, entertaining? Um, I, 
I think they're both sides. They're just both trying to top the entire time. And then they're just like, you just want to jerk off together. Or I think that's what it is at the end of the day. Uh, Brent, do you have opinions on this? I think, I think, I think Hawkeye uh, says he's verse top, but he's really only top. He only tops. And then U.S. agent says he's verse, but he's a strict power bottom. (laughs) I agree with Brent. Power button, absolutely. Anyone w- that wears the flag that much, yeah, totally agree. And he yeah. will not take that costume off. Mm-mm. Just the whole. <laughs> He's in a regular flag, at right, Ryan? <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> okay, let's get up to U.S. agent in the 21st century. So in the 2000s, Walker pops up everywhere, including with his own shitty Judge Dredd-style miniseries. He's in the Omega Flight miniseries, where he leads the Canadian super team. And then he has Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts run, which he is suddenly a double amputee and prison warden after being attacked during the Siege of Asgard. In 2020, as we have talked about, um, Marvel launched a Christopher Priest-helmed five-issue miniseries starring him. And uh, Battlestar appears as well. This time he's officially lost the U.S. agent title and is now a government contractor protecting America's covert interests. And we only read the first issue. Uh, I think four of them have come out thus far, but none of them are on Comixology yet or or Marvel Unlimited. On Comixology for sure. Not Marvel Unlimited, so we're not fucking paying for them, folks. (laughs) So questions now we've really we've full-on gotten uh, in omega flight we got some casual racism where he calls talisman pocahontas a few times and as we saw he's randomly saying charlie chan to some chinese gentleman he just met um does this casual racism fit in with the 1918 1890s 1980s and 1990s version of him kaylin the irony is is that john walker voted for elizabeth warren in the primary um, but, uh, I think it kind of works because, um, I like the idea that this guy ha- is kind of a shitfall in his past. And if they, you know, have him like making kind of casually racist statements, uh, it's because of his, uh, upbringing. It's because of where he grew up. He was a small town in Georgia. Like it fits with that character. And then you can, if you, if you can write it so that there is growth, and he's like, I feel bad that I said this stuff. I didn't mean it. I didn't know better. I know better now. Uh, I think that would make it work. But I know that's not how it is. But that in my head, that's the way you can fix it. See, Clark? my issue is that this is not gross. It's the opposite. He hadn't been doing that for 20 years. And now suddenly he's doing it. He has That just shows he hasn't grown at all, which is yeah. frustrating that's as hell. R- um, and Grunewald purposely wrote him not racist for a reason. And he purposely had his, his um, best friend, since he had since birth, um, who became Battlestar, as an African-American. It's very frustrating that suddenly they're like, oh, he's a Republican. Let's paint him with the racism brush. It's very strange that anyone who has this style of, you know, has any of the politics like this must also be racist. I don't know. Anyways, Brent. Um, there's another interesting change that about him, at least in this first issue, which is that he seems depowered. Uh, he is not as big as that kind of big nuke type muscular jock guy. Um, and <clears throat> to me, there's something interesting about this character that's 
you know, as we pointed out, there's something more true to his Americanness. Um, but I wonder, like, you know, if you make him less of a powerhouse, are you going to lose um, any of the criticism you might have of the might is right that he kind of embodied or that he believed he embodied? And I think that, you know, in amping up the racism and making him this kind of really uh, pathetic character or not making him, but emphasizing that more, I wonder if it lands as a criticism for a viewer who might make the same kind of jokes or might hold the same kind of views because they don't identify with them in the same way that they might identify with like the, the, the wannabe police officer who looks at Steve Rogers and thinks, yeah, I'm, I'm, I can save the world because I'm moral and just um, and won't actually like pick up any of the flaws. Right. I, I would agree with you. I think it, it makes sense that it doesn't feel like he is an inherently racist or bad person. It, it feels like he, he's someone who constantly just couldn't get it right in so many different ways where he's like trying to like figure that shit out. And it, uh, I mean, well, what's before Boomer? Because he's that, obviously. Wasn't he in World War II or something at some point? Anyway, but it doesn't matter. But, like, what? it, like, he... John like, Walker or Steve Rogers? What are you talking about? No, no, no. And the way that he's trying to... Per- no, no, no. Steve Rogers was, and then he's trying to personify something. And he's just not growing with the times. And I think he's try He's desperately trying to get something right. But he is just so wrong and he's filled with dad jokes, and he's filled with just nonsense, just in general. Um, And he has anger issues. Let's talk about them. We're avoiding the subject, but let's get you in therapy, John Walker slash Jack Daniels. He hasn't had these anger issues in about 15 years, though. Okay, sure. I mean, during the Thunderbolts run, he had tamed them somewhat. I thought he had a tantrum in Omega flight at some point. Well, that's, what is that? That's, that's That's uh, like 10 years years ago. ago. No, no, that was 13. Are Um, we talking Marvel time or real time? (laughs) Real time. Anyways, in the (laughs) Thunderbolts run, and and, yeah, in the Thunderbolts run, he was much It was yesterday. Caleb, what, what do you got to say? Went the road of like, because now that he's a double amputee, he must be a little more control of himself. Yeah, that's fair. We can be moderately ableist at the same time. Caleb? I, so I'm retconning this in my head, which is, I know, not, not how it happened. I would have almost liked if, uh, not liked is maybe not the right word, but I think it would have made the character richer if he had been if not casually racist, then like just saying things that are kind of dumb that we know people that we grew up with mm-hmm. and just don't know better. You know, I yeah. could see him saying, you know, well, I think all lives matter. It's like, well, okay, here's the reason why that's a problem. I can see him, you know, saying, you know, we got like uh, when the protests were happening last year, this is a much younger John Walker in my head. You know, we got to be really like uh, careful about looting. Like him saying stuff like that I think would have made the character's backstory a little bit richer, even though his best friend is black. And we all know people who have terrible views on stuff and they have relationships with people uh, uh, from different multicultural communities. And, you know, showing like an evolution, it's like, you know what? I said some things that were really bad. I called talisman Pocahontas. I called, you know, 
I said things like all lives matters. I, you know, uh, was trying so hard that I offended some people without meaning to, and then showing an evolution of him growing up and, and still being kind of a dick, but being somebody who's had some, you know, had some real growing pains uh, and, and realizing that some of the stuff he said was problematic. Now, with that retcon in mind, or your idea of a retcon in mind, do you think that's going to happen in the show itself? So how do the sh- you think the showrunners of Falcon Winter Soldier will incorporate that, incorporate the character itself into the show? Will he be anti-hero? Will he be a villain? Will he be just a government stooge that gets a little screen time? What do you folks think? Brent? I um, I like the idea of him being a little bit a little bit dumber, not like a, a complete buffoon, but kind of more just lacking in a moral compass that they maybe they emphasize more of his redneckness and that like he would never make it on a team like the Avengers. He could never reach that level of fame. So he would do what I think, you know, a lot of people it's the same mentality I think a lot of people have when they're kind of thinking about like joining the military, for example, that like, this is my best option. And that he has this role for him to be US agent is kind of available. And so he is grateful for the position, but doesn't want to really think about what the implications of taking it are. And I think that over the course of a season, you know, maybe don't emphasize his story and growth a lot, but give him moments where he's interacting with real heroes where he's able to like very slowly learn, you know, how to be a better person and give him change in a second season, which this might be a better format for than say WandaVision was. Um, I don't know who's next, Ryan. Ryan. Uh, Yeah, I I would agree with you on that because it's, it feels like uh, I don't think they're going to flesh him out because they really haven't like featured him in any sort of like promotions or anything for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, he is sort of a throwaway character that we've seen through Marvel comics throughout the years and people make him out to be a little bit of a joke now, but that doesn't mean they can't form in a better way, like sort of a, uh, a street team on in a different way, other than the defenders did like do a West coast Avengers with somewhat like with more practical heroes, like have the roadies have like all of that, like, they're slowly building the West Coast Avengers up. And I don't think anyone's commenting on like that. Most of them are kind of already in the wheelhouse and like they could easily be tapped into. Um, So I think he would be a good addition to a team like that, where he's literally a puppy in the world trying to figure it out. And he's like, Oh, should I not just shove an American flag up that? Uh, villain's asshole like he like literally has no concept of things right now and I would like to see a little bit more of that because let's be honest I think we all have a family member or two that are a little bit this way so like I would like to see this done in the correct way where it's less imposing and less villainous on this type of character Um, I think Clark you're next um, I was just thinking, um, they're definitely going to have some sort of governmental handler slash PR agent, because if it, I'm pretty sure exactly what you guys are saying, he's going to be much like dumber and there's going to be, you know, 
casual racism and sexism and everything, but then they're going to try to make him be like this squeaky, squeaky squeaky, squeaky clean image, you know, like <laughs> the perfect squeaky. little soldier kind of thing, just to go against Falcon and Winter Soldier, because obviously Winter Soldier is murdering some folks all the time, and Falcon happens to be an African-American male, and I'm assuming some assholes in this TV show are not going to be pleased by that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that Blastar, not Blastar, excuse me, Battlestar, who is um, as I mentioned, the, the best friend of of Johnny Walker, he's going to be in this. So he's going to, so U.S. agent is going to have a supporting cast so of his own. So he must be more important than we think. Kalen. Uh, I'm not contradicting anything you guys have said because I, I think it's right. I, I think there's going to be an aspect of this character that's going to have a huge inferiority complex of being in Captain America's shadow. Mm -hmm. Because unlike in the comics where you know, uh, John Walker comes in and says, Captain America is the past, I'm the future. Captain America has done the ultimate sacrifice as, you know, as people believe in, in this universe. And so like, he is a martyr, he is lionized. Um, and so having somebody come in with an inferior, inferior costume, although I think it looks kind of cool, uh, and an inferior shield, uh, trying to take his place, there's definitely going to like, I think that's gonna like warp his sensibility and uh, I think the team, Ryan, this is where I, I might disagree with you a little bit. I think it'll probably be some like form of the Thunderbolts uh, because we know that Baron Zemo is going to be in this as well. Or Zemo, they're not, he's not a Baron. He's just Helmet Zemo. Um, and he's going to, uh, as we've seen in the previews, have his like uh, iconic purple mask. And so, uh, you know, like him forming like uh, like a a quote-unquote superior version of the Avengers and U.S. agent may be like the first recruit uh, for that team. I think we made a better character than Marvel did. I, and the last yeah, we can, yeah, we can we can make that one of our predictions for the show. Yeah, for sure. Did we do so, it better? Uh, <laughs> Over so, uh, yeah, speaking of that, uh, it's time for the pitch game. Um, so, um, all of you get a chance to do this. Uh, Marvel asks you to pitch an ongoing comic series starring John Walker. Uh, now, having read his various character, uh, previous characterizations, what's the core concept of your book? What happens uh, in the first story arc? And who do you pick as an artist? So who would like to go first? Uh, I mean, I'll take, a, I'll take a crack at it. Uh, you did mention it already. Uh, the Thunderbolts, I thought would be a great team for him to be a part of and be told that he's kind of the leader, but also no one really trusts him to be the leader. So you emphasize that kind of fuck up attitude, but he's the one who's kind of tasked with like keeping a, a group of misfits working, um, even though he himself is a misfit. And the only reason he's given that position is because the likelihood of dying is so high and no one really cares about anyone on it that they would make him, you know, kind of in charge. I didn't realize there was a part of the question that was related to the artist, so I don't have one picked. Is there one that you like? I don't remember any of their names. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's okay, it's not, not to you guys, I'm sorry to the artists. I, 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 there are artists who are great, and I just don't know who would be good for that. Okay. okay. So I'll lean into it. Um, I agree with you, Brent. Um, uh, I think he's only, <laughs> and hear me out, he's only good in a team setting. 
if I if there's a if there's a one shot with just him and they there's they're confirming he will not interact with anyone else. I'm like hard pass. If there's a mini series where he doesn't have a team, hard pass. I don't think he's interesting by himself. I only like him interacting with other Avengers, other people in the MCU. And this is just on me. For that reason, I have created a series and it's called Thunder Force Works East Coast. (laughs) And they are also based in New York, just like the Avengers. But okay, so we have Hawkeye who fucking hates him slash loves him. We have Mockingbird because I just want to see her again. We have Tigra because she's not doing anything. We have Ghost because that was back from the Thunderbolts sort of like era of stuff and some other things. Um, and then, uh, we, and you know what? Uh, a, a couple other characters throughout his history will come in at some point. Um, but there's also, and most uh, significant in his life, there's a robot that is programmed with all the intelligence of uh, Steve Rogers that constantly berates him in his constant <laughs> life. So, so, so the first arc is basically him just trying to form a team because he literally has come across something huge. We don't know what it is because it's the first arc and that's all you told me to like flesh out. But so, so basically this robot comes to him and he's like, could I not get Captain America? So he's constantly mad that he will always be less than Captain America. And he needs to know that's where his place is. Um, so um, I'm really excited for this series that will never come out. But it's basically got a great supporting cast. It's basically West Coast Avengers if uh, they redid it today. Um, but yeah, so it's basically him just trying to figure out everything in his life and just not 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 doing well and no one really wants to be on the team but at the last issue which would i guess be the sixth issue like the entire team comes together and basically says i guess we'll work with you but normally we fucking hate you and that's what us us agent has brought on himself kaylin do you have do you have an artist in mind oh yes len uh lenel you because i think like he he just draws uh us agent really well and like the, the darker sort of shading on like Mockingbird, Hawkeye, and other like the other people in it, like Ghost, would be really cool looking. Um, also, I just like the dark shading of like sort of like like the shadows are used so aggressively in it. I think it would be really cool. Can you do me a favor? Can you yeah. can you restate the name of the team for me? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. It's Thunder Force Works east coast yeah and you're not worried at all that that'll sound too similar to the very famous thunder force works midwest (laughs) well great lakes great lakes um (laughs) okay so there's been terrible there's been terrible teams over the years so like uh like uh, great lakes avengers and stuff like that like that that's what it's inspired by he's a joke and so i'm playing up on that basically Taylor. Written by me and Warren Ellis. Well, hopefully not Warren Ellis. No, you can't. <laughs> I know. I just sing. No, if you guys are paying attention, it's not Warren Ellis. Don't worry. Yeah, it's Ellis Warren. Don't do no, that. Uh, so I was just joking. Continue. What do you my think, concept? Taylor? 
so my concept, I one, I loved it. I, I would read the shit out of that, and as well as yours, Brent. Uh, and I agree that I think he works better in a team setting. And so in mine, um, uh, Misty Knight buys out the uh, the name Heroes for Hire from both Luke Cage and Iron Fist. So she owns it, and she's decided to turn it into a temp agency. And so uh, her uh, first and only employee. Uh, at least for the first few arcs, is John Walker. And so what she does is she finds out like lesser teams, uh, like not the Avengers, not the X-Men or Fantastic Four, who need an additional hand to come in and help them. It's almost like a task rabbit. And so in the first arc, which is only an issue, so in, in, in this comic, like every arc is just one issue because like we're just doing it and we're getting it done. We don't need six issue sagas. Uh, he has to go help Power Pack. Uh, and all he's doing is he's chaperoning their slumber party because their parents are out of town. So, and then the artist is, uh, uh, actually, you'll, you'll like this, Ryan. The artist is Stuart Imonen, who was the artist <laughs> on Next Wave. Yes, I do. And like, he's doing the style from, from Next Wave because his style has evolved a lot. But like, it's very dynamic, very fun. Uh, and he's just like, um, John Walker, like can't be on any team for more than one issue. He just has to jump around. Bitch, this is so smart. It, he it, that is so clever. Like, but only someone with deep Marvel knowledge knows that shit. That that is so well done. I Thank love you. the I, I love the idea. Um, like he is hired by some lesser team that has like money, but they're still shit, just to show up at one of their kids' bar mitzvahs, and he has to dress as Captain America, <laughs> but, but he doesn't know that until he gets there. <laughs> He's basically a clown. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Um, Brett, you go first because we want to end on a weird note with Clark. What do you mean? He's already been here. He went first. Oh, Brent yeah. already went. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very, the, very, very memorable. Wow. Very memorable there. It's just going to be a, a buddy cop, but not cop uh, film between um, him and Monica Rambo. But they are doing a three legged race. So they're just constantly wrapped together. Every issue is they're up against a different team, maybe AIM or it might be like Infinity and up in space with all sorts of crazy fucked up shit. Um, so when she's flying, he's kind of like dangling underneath her. And but her personality is her next wave personality. So she's still in like blowing up dogs kind of mood. And the <laughs> artist is my three year old niece. So none of this stuff you can actually see. It's just complete scribbles <laughs> and there'll be word balloons. The colors won't even match. You're just gonna be kind of assuming what's happening. I love it. Hey, he's also printing iris. Um, I know we already said this, but do we want to go into some predictions of what uh, what happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier? Sure. I I th the only prediction I want to make about U.S. Agent is the meme of what you think you get when you're buying it, and it's going to be Steve Rogers, and then what you actually get, oh, it's yeah. going to be U.S. Agent. <laughs> that yeah. will be very popular. That will be a good yeah, meme. That's that, going to happen. That'll be a good meme. I also want the actor playing U.S. Agent to just wink very knowingly at the camera and like create you know, a, a meme that launched a thousand ships. If he recreates uh, certain scenes or like tries to and like that's America's grass or something like that and just points to the grass or something like that, 
I, I would, I would, I would sort of just God. like nod and be like, okay, that's kind of funny. Maybe he that's just kind like of funny. Hadn't, hadn't shaved his ass that day, so so yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. So what? Go what ahead, have we learned today? Uh, I've learned that uh, Marvel needs to hire us as writers because we come up with some really good concepts for a character that should have not existed after maybe his first couple of appearances. Yeah. I learned that Kalen, uh, heroes for sad hire is uh, pretty fun at parties, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I learned that Ryan read all the comics out of order. A thousand percent. <laughs> I okay. So bet my back history is I started reading the West Coast and just went, and then I had to go back, and I was like, "What the fuck is this, dude?" Yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, it's a nice little bit of like continuity between uh, Wandavision and Falcon and Winter Soldier because when U.S. Agent first appears in Avengers West Coast, it's during the the Vision Quest storyline which was partially the inspiration for WandaVision. So that's actually kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of neat. I was thinking about it all throughout this podcast. So true. And he shows up looking like there's just a silhouette of Captain America and you're like, who is it? It's not Captain America. So who else would it be? <laughs> I, I love that sort of nonsense. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has been our class X of uh, who is U.S. agent. For Homo Superior, you can find us at uh, Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram Homo Superior Podcast. We will be reviewing every episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier on our regular podcast. And then we'll do a wrap up just like we did with WandaVision. Definitely check that out um, and check out our regular episodes coming up. Uh, thanks for listening and class dismissed. Bye.